the Seeds You Sow podcast, planting seeds of applied knowledge, strategic change, and unstoppable passion. Coming to you live. Live. What's up, everybody? This is your girl, Aisha Damila Tripp with two Ps, coming to you live, KUSF.org, and we are the Seeds You Sow podcast. Clap it up for yourselves, everybody. Round of applause. Yes. I'm in the studio with my co-host, Brother Damon. Yo, yo, yo. And also in the studio with us today, we have an amazing close friend of ours, Mr. Ty Chu. Yes. Ty is with us today because he's going to be talking about his amazing organization. Not even really organization, but the movement. Okay. Yeah, I like, it's like a movement. It is a movement. His movement, his organization, Listen for a Change, which is all about social justice storytelling. Yeah. You know, the funny thing about this, y'all, is the fact that we kind of already did this whole introduction <laughs> and we're going through it again. We're pretending like this is the first time. We're trying we, to keep it cool. <laughs> we had a little technical difficulties, but you know what? Like we were saying earlier, when you're starting off with your first podcast, like, because we're the hosts, we are the producers, we are the writers, the content editors, we are everything, but that is okay. And shout out to our good friend, Vogue, Vogue Robinson, who is Poets Laureate of Clark County in Vegas, who will mm-hmm. also be joining us in the near future for tuning in and offering witty insights via text message. I hope she's still with us now. Well, we love you, Vogue. But um, yeah, it's it's you know the energy's still here. It's here. Are we, we going to talk about the uh, the big camera in the room? Yeah, Emmanuel. Yes. So I, we have Emmanuel with us in the studio, who is so down to be like, "Yo, I want to come through and just film y'all." He has like this gadget. Y'all need to see it, like this floating thing on his like, like shoulder. shoulder gimbal. Yeah, like he yeah. he's focused, man. Like he's, he's in the zone. He's not smiling. No. Holding it down for the millennials, y'all missed that conversation. I had to bring it up again, no real quick. We're gonna we're gonna come. We're back to all that. millennials. No, we're not. Yes, we are. No, we're not. Suddenly, I'm owning it. You can hide from me as long as you want to. I should, one day the truth will come to me. No, Have I. You heard of the Zennials? Oh my God! It's the X Ennial. It's the Generation X Ennial. I like we said earlier. There's levels to this. Yeah. And they really can't. What was the definition that Vogue sent us? You did you pull it up? It was born in eighty Basically, or after, if yeah. You were what thirty five in two thousand fifteen? Between eighteen and thirty five in two thousand fifteen, they're considered millennials. They can't group everybody up together like that. No, nah, because no. there definitely is a you difference between somebody. Yeah, Generation X on the cusp of saying this. Baby boomers <laughs> on the cusp of saying this. No one wants to be labeled. That's very true. No one wants to be Vox. No you one always wants talk to about be Vox. that. There you go. See, we're, all we're all special snowflakes. We're all special snowflakes. But when we're talking about a box, we're actually like talking about a box. If you fit into that box, you have to own it. Look, <laughs> I create my own box oh. and I break the boxes that oh. people try to put me in. Oh. Let that be set straight. There you go. But I'll say this. What do you think the Generation X is? They would say, they'd be like, come with like, us, no, Aisha. You play, you, you play, they would take your old millennial. <laughs> <laughs> they would say, come with us. You listen to Luther Vandross every morning. You get oh us. God. You have I a do. Snapchat. I do too. Oh, oh, gosh. His concerts on YouTube are amazing. 
I can go into a whole Luther binge. I'm like sweating like Luther right now. You guys don't see it, but you know when he sings? I'm like Whitney sweating right now. <laughs> Wait, oh no, I'm gonna, now I'm going to say that because Whitney passed away. Let me stop. <laughs> and Luther. Oh, R.I.P. And we're talking All about right. celebrities today. I know. <laughs> but now, you know what? I feel like you can look up to Luther. There's certain celebrities. I, I know. So. See, we we gotta talk about this later. Like we, certain we are. celebrities are are worth right. looking up to. Exactly. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna yeah. talk about the levels like in terms. See, so on the CG So podcast, we obviously talk about a lot of different things. Yeah. And <laughs> but um, I do want to just say one more thing to wrap up the millennial thing, and I I stated it to you guys, and I'm gonna state it for the listeners. I am. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. I have a Generation X soul with millennial tendencies. I like that. So, I like can that. I be a little bit of both? Don't box me. Hashtag break the box. Yes, break it. Break the box. Break it. Step on it. There you go. Get Flash out of the way. Mm, create a new one. Why not create a triangle? Why a box? Anyway. <laughs> I wouldn't want to live in a triangle. So what's your beef with millennials? Huh? What's your beef with millennials? Yeah, we have against them. I'm I like how I'm identical. ganging up against her right, right now. Like I seconds ago, I was like, I'm not a millennial. It just, there's a certain aspect. I don't have beef. Yeah, there's no beef. It just doesn't fit. It just don't identify with yeah. it. It's well, like you. What part don't you identify with? I don't identify with a lot of the technological aspects behind being a millennial. And we talked about this before with the whole, like, for example, you're like, we're doing a podcast. It's a millennial thing. And we just set the record straight. Like, we've been recording ourselves since, like, talk boy days. Like on the cassettes and stuff. We're, we're, that's what I'm saying. I have millennial. I use because the technology. Millennials. That was early millennial right there. It Talk- was using technology. And, and you know what I mean? It was the way that we used technology. We were the first people that really got on the computer wave because we were like, we were what, elementary school when computers really started. But see, I think high. that's the. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Some of us, yeah. So you know, older. You're older than me, though. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A year. Fourth grade. <laughs> 83, 84. That's a year. Hey, don't age. That's what I said. Don't I know you're like, age out. You said, you said you're only a year older. Oh, than I thought you said you're older than me. And I was all like, oh. Hold on. I'm, I'm Instagram storying this right now. Fourth grade, we started using computers, right? Yes. So that basically is what makes you a millennial. I don't think I actually know. Okay. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah. No, I feel like. Go ahead. Okay. But really, if you look at like how they define millennials, it's the use of technology is basically like the foundation of it. True. Right? But see, I think our generation, I'm speaking for the people that were born like around between, let's say, 84 to like 89, 90, right? We are on that interesting cusp because we remember what it's like to not right. have it. And then we were still at that age when it was introduced. We're like excited right. exactly. about it. Okay. So yeah. even like for us using Facebook, we're part of that generation where Facebook at one point you had to only use it. You had to be, you had to be, yeah. have a college, college student. Yep. Even at a time where they did weird things on Facebook, like throw sheep at people. Remember the throwing virtual sheep? No. <laughs> we, we, we have to acknowledge that we, we created this stuff. Like think about it. We were the ones that did We did not create, we were introduced to it. That's what I'm saying. We the ones that did the pager code thing. Nobody did pager code oh back gosh, in the day. I still know. We went from pager code. code to the two way pagers. Who did that? We did that. We were chirp. We were <laughs> the first ones with the two way pagers with chirp. Now turning into text messaging and IM and all that stuff. We were the first ones in chat rooms. In terms of using it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Like we, didn't it, yeah, we didn't create. Yeah. We didn't create. Okay. We shaped Mark Zuckerberg. It. We defined it. Mark Zuckerberg is the same age as us. He created it. 
So we created it. But it look what it became. I think it started off as something. Yeah, but we started we it. it. We, we started it. it. Okay, we're we gonna, started this whole thing. People, we're gonna come back to this. We're gonna have the whole Things millennial. Are right now. Yeah, we need to. We need to make sure we're staying on topic here. <laughs> no, that's what, that's what a person says when they can defeat. No, <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. We're gonna take a break. <laughs> no, I don't back down to no type of challenge. I've learned over the years when to pick and choose my battles. Yeah. We gonna we are we gonna table this? Yeah. Cause we got another battle to pick right now in terms of our seat of the day. Yeah, that's right. What is that? So yes, you guys, thank you for that. What is yeah. that? What this is, is that? a segue. Segue. So we have a really um I don't want to say like it's a hot show. I feel like yeah, we got a hot show for you guys. No, I think today's show um is a show to kind of um it's gonna be informative and it's also gonna be very insightful and I'm I'm hoping especially from the conversation we were having coming up here to inspire you guys to kind of think more critically um, about the people you admire or idolize. Um, so our seed of the day is titled, The Problem with Walking on Water is You May Drown. Examining a culture of idolization of celebrities. How do we begin, how do we begin to break this trend? Um, and the idea behind this seed um, was inspired by a number of things, but mainly um, by Eminem and Beyonce uh, from Beyonce quotes because I'm only human just like you making my mistakes oh if you only knew and so when I heard this song it brought up a lot of different thoughts within myself and the culture that we live in and I was telling Damon and Emmanuel this earlier while we were driving over um, I remember a few weeks ago you know I was flipping through the TV and I stopped at I think it was like channel 4 channel 5 and it was you know TMZ news and I just had a moment where I was like, why is this news? Why is this a part of our culture? And I think sometimes we just normalize like what celebrities do, normalize knowing everything about their lives, normalizing like the, the fame, the glitz, the glam, and then also normalizing the fall and the drama. And I think it's important for us to kind of take a step back and realize like, how are we looking at these certain celebrities? How are you looking at the certain celebrities in your life? Is it a healthy relationship? Is it a dysfunctional relationship? Um, are you idolizing or are you admiring? And where do we draw those specific lines? We're going to be um, also pulling from a few articles. One article by um, which I found on Pro progressivespring.com uh, by Quiet Mike entitled Celebrity Worship, the Worst Drug in America. And another article which had a lot to differ a lot of great, interesting points to break up called Celebrity Worship in the American Mind um, by Donna Rockwell. So we'll be referencing those articles and also bringing in our own opinions. But I'm going to go ahead and turn to my fellow host and guest in the studio today and um, just open up with the question. My first question to you guys is, is there... What is like the line between someone who's admiring a celebrity and then somebody who's idolizing a celebrity? And then also, too, do you guys see any type of issue or problem with our culture in terms of the way that we do look at our celebrities? Yeah. So first, what is the line? Um, I think it's I think it's what part you're paying attention to, I guess. Like if you're looking at that person and you're seeing like the moves they're making, things that you, like, lifestyle things that you are mimicking of them, of what they're doing, and you take certain cues from them in your lifestyle, and that's kind of like an influence, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but if you're looking at that person as if they're, like, 
you know, everything. Like, can do no wrong. Mm -hmm. Everything that they do is basically, like, law, and you're doing the same thing. And, like, you basically mold your whole, like, existence around them, and that's idolizing them, right? Mm. So, like, I don't know. I, I, so the only... The, what I thought about when I when, when I first saw this, uh, when I first saw you raise this topic was my own experience, and I'd say if there was one person that I would put into that category for myself growing up, it would be like Jay Z, for example. Okay. Because Jay Z was somebody who, you know, throughout high school, college, even up until now, a lot of the things that he did inspired me to mm. uh, to pursue business, to pursue uh, a bunch of different things. And I always kind of went to him, and a lot of people did, uh, and looked to him as an influence or a role model in that sense, right? Okay. Now, I don't know where, I don't know if I ever crossed that line of, like, idolizing <laughs> him. I don't know. You have a Jay-Z shrine in your closet that we don't know about, Dave? I don't have a Jay-Z shrine. <laughs> Are you throwing up the rock everywhere you go? Are you like, can nobody talk about Jay-Z? That's my godfather. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, to be honest with you, I think at some points I may have gotten mm. to a point of looking at him in that kind of way at some mm. point in my life mm. i can't say that i didn't you know what i mean mm. but so i don't know but i think that i appreciate overall, your honesty on I that. Think that yeah of course I mean, <laughs> I don't, i'm not ashamed of it at all nah. but i think that it was good for me because i honestly can say today that a lot of the things that i've done up to this point i had the confidence to pursue because of his music yeah i can wow. say that for so sure. would you call that admiration or idolization See, that's that's the thing. I don't know. And is there, like, I don't know. I feel like we're kind of talking about idolization. Like, it could right. be negative or it is right. negative. But you could idolize Barack Obama, for example. Right. And it might not be the worst thing in the world. Well, the... Um Dictionary.com <laughs> says um, the word idolize is a verb, you know, and it's um, the definition is to regard with blind. Okay, so adoration. that's what you were saying. There. So there we go. They could do no wrong. Right, exactly. Mm. Exactly. And so, that's the whole like, I don't walk on water. Did I do that right. right? <laughs> no, but, but, but we get your point. <laughs> No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> David said no. <laughs> Fine. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah. then that that's a perfect point. Blind, blind Adora adoration is you're just looking at them as a, you know, a symbol of something and not really and looking at them as symbols. human. Yeah. Right? When you look at them as human, then it's more Ooh. like understanding that as much of the good that you're seeing in them, you're also right, going right. to recognize, you know, the negative and the things, you know what I mean? Mm. And I think that if you're able to recognize that, then that type of adoration is not necessarily bad. It's when you look past all the negatives and you only look at this person as, like, a godlike figure. Right. And that's when it turns into... So it sounds like, based on that definition, then idolization is problematic. Right. Yeah. Because you're not seeing the whole person. You're not seeing them as a well-rounded person with flaws and... Right. And weaknesses and trials and tribulations. You just see them as the God. Yeah. That can do no wrong. Right? Very much. And like it goes to what the article was talking about, um, the article Celebrity Worship in the American Mind, and we talked about this, how celebrities influence the culture. Mm -hmm. It's about the media, it's about the corporations, and there's corporations, businesses who are invested into these certain people to push push particular brands, products, mm -hmm. images, ideas. 
And to do that, you do have to take that person and turn them into a thing. Yeah. Dang, man! Yeah. So I just kind of just like, yeah. thought about that. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can we just let that sit? Just let it simmer for a bit. Idolization. I mean, if you think of an idol itself, right? Like, if we're, if we're going back to, like, the tribal definition of what an mm. idol is, right. an idol is an object, mm. right? It's something that you, like, look at and you worship. You and worship, it's like, yeah, right. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. Just kind of had a moment there. Like I, that kind of left me a little. What? So, so then, Ty, for you, do you have like any examples? Have, have you ever felt like with certain celebrities? And I'm, I'm thinking some other things, but I'm just trying to keep it a little personal right now because mm-hmm. I can offer my own like experience too. But for you, has there been any celebrity where you felt like it turned into that? No. So mm-hmm. it was inter- I, it's a very quick answer for me because when you first chose this topic and you, you sent it around, I was actually very um, excited to talk about it. But at the same time, I wondered, I was like, do I have something? Of course, I have something to add and to say to it. But at the same time, I don't worship any celebrities. I don't idolize any ce- celebrities. I never have. Mm-hmm. And so there's a whole reasoning behind that. It made me think as to why. But... I can't say that there is anybody that I would put on a pedestal to that extent. I, mm. I, I see people for all that they are, and I also recognize that there's a lot that I don't see that I don't know yeah. about people too. So it makes it makes it hard to idolize somebody yeah. when you recognize that you only see one facet of them. Definitely, definitely, and see, and I the reason why I thought it'd be important for us to talk about this and for you guys out there listening to. Like I said earlier, step outside of the culture we're looking at and examine why we do the things that we do. Because mm-hmm. I kind of feel like at times it's hard to escape it. Yeah. You know, like going back to the TMZ thing or even I'm checking out at Safeway. You know, I look at the magazines like J-Lo married this person. So-and-so got cheated on that person. Like, why do I need to know all the gossip and all the personal things about this given person or every single thing that we're, that the given person is doing? And I even know for myself, like, Right before we came on the show today, and I was getting everything together in my actual room right now, I have my Prince album. Right, it's right there, like the Purple Rain. I, there are only three celebrities that I have literally like shed tears over when they passed, and it was Prince, Michael, Michael Jackson, Erno <laughs> Luther. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I looked at you with a bonnet over Luther, <laughs> and. For me, like, my admiration for them and their music came from yeah. my childhood, from my mm. father, from, like, memories in the house, like, growing up, like, barbecues or cleaning up as a family. So right. there's a lot of, like, connective, like, familial and, like, memories to that. Mm. But at the same time, I always still recognize that these people were human. Even, like, when Michael yeah. was going through yeah. all the stuff he was going through. Yeah. Like, that's the, that's the main example of, right, like, right. our celebrity culture in terms right. of, like, we want to worship you. We want to, like idolize yeah. and glamorize everything you do but we also want to bring you down we celebrate that part too yeah, yeah. like it's sick so it the is. question i guess mm-hmm. for me is like what part of it makes it bad or negative you know what i mean mm. because yeah you can enjoy their art you can you can enjoy their art a lot and like really be consumed by it but like where does it become a negative thing i think it becomes a negative things um in terms of all of the um the gossip Mm-hmm. The shaming, mm-hmm. the um, judgmental attitude, right. where it becomes like a flip coin. Like at one point you're on this pedestal, mm-hmm. but it looks like 
they're looking for a reason to shake that pedestal and watch you fall. Right. Um, and also, too, the manipulation, because going back to what we said earlier, the fact that if there's media, if there's corporations and businesses that are strategically molding and shaping our culture to push certain ideas and images and products, I don't trust that. Right. I don't. So, so I feel... I, I and I'll I'll go for where the positive can be in that in terms of like the music and the art and how it inspires people. But when I'm thinking about like the people who are in charge and what they're trying to manipulate and do, that's where it becomes problematic. And also too, like what it breeds in the culture because all that go- people love the gossip. They do. Right. So oh, I I also want to add it. Go. It kind of depends on for me at least, what it is that we are celebrating in a celebrity. Yes. Right? Like, if you look at... Mm. Not all celebrities are equal. And we're talking mm-hmm. about celebrities kind of as artists and, like, you know, actors and, you know, the Kim Kardashians of the right. world. But politicians are celebrities. Yep. Writers are celebrities, yep. right? Like, anybody who is an influencer mm-hmm. is a celebrity. We have Instagram celebrities now yep. that aren't even actual... You know, celebrities, they're, they're redefining the definition. I mean, you are a celebrity to me. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it really depends on what it is that mm. we're celebrating in a person. I don't, I, for me personally, right, and I know she gets a lot of slack and is an easy target to pick on, but Kim Kardashian. Are we ready to talk about Kim? <laughs> let's go. Are we Are we ready to talk about Kim? Are we going like, to really talk about Kim? Yeah, let's talk okay. about Kim. Okay. Let's only give so much time to it. Let's talk about Kim. Go, go for it, though. No, I mean, what do y'all think about Kim? <laughs> I... So I'm gonna throw this Go. for a little bit of a loop. Okay. Okay. I actually like Kim Kardashian. Okay. And not because of like the obvious reasons why a man might like Kim Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> but, what else? Uh, <laughs> I mean, we can talk about that yeah, later. But because uh, I kind of feel like at times it's hard to escape it. Yeah. You know, like going back to the TMZ thing, or even I'm checking out at Safeway, and, you know, I look at the magazines, like J-Lo married this person, so-and-so got cheated on that person. Like, why do I need to know all the gossip and all the personal things about this given person or every single thing that we're, that the given person is doing? And I even know for myself, like, right before we came on the show today and I was getting everything together, in my actual room right now, I have my Prince album. Right. It's mm-hmm. right there, like, the Purple Rain. I, there are only three celebrities that I have literally like shed tears over when they passed, and mm-hmm. it was Prince, Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> Heard of Luther? Yes. yes! <laughs> <laughs> That's why I looked at you. We've been bonding over Luther. <laughs> and for me, like my admiration for them and their music came from yeah. my childhood, from mm-hmm. my father, from like memories in the house, like growing up, like barbecues or cleaning up as a family. So right. there's a lot of like connective, like familial and like memories to that but mm-hmm. at the same time i always still recognize that these people were human even like when michael yeah. was going through yeah. all the stuff he was going through yeah like that's the that's the main example of right, like right. our celebrity culture in terms right. of like we want to worship you we want to like idolize yeah. and glamorize everything you do but we also want to bring you down we celebrate that part too yeah, yeah. like it's sick so it the is. question i guess mm-hmm. for me is like what part of it makes it bad or negative you know what i mean Mm. because yeah you can enjoy their art you can you can enjoy their art a lot and like really be consumed by it but like where does it become a negative thing i think it becomes a negative thing um in terms of all of the um the gossip Mm -hmm. the shaming Mm -hmm. the um judgmental attitude right where 
it becomes like a flip coin. Like at one point you're on this pedestal, mm -hmm. but it looks like they're looking for a reason to shake that pedestal and watch you fall. Right. Um, and also too the manipulation, because going back to what we said earlier, the fact that if there's media, if there's corporations and businesses that are strategically molding and shaping our culture to push certain ideas and images and products, I don't trust that. Right. I don't. So, so I feel I, I and I'll I'll go for where the positive can be in that in terms of like the music and the art and how it inspires people. But when I'm thinking about like the people who are in charge and what they're trying to manipulate and do, that's where it becomes problematic. And also too like what it breathes in the culture because all that go people love the gossip. They do. Right. So I, I also want to add, it, it kind of depends on, for me at least, what it is that we are celebrating in a celebrity. Yes. Right? Like if you look at, mm. not all celebrities are equal. And we're talking mm. about celebrities kind of as artists and like, you know, actors and, you know, the Kim Kardashians of the right. world. But politicians are celebrities. Yep. Writers are celebrities, yep. right? Like anybody who is an influencer mm -hmm. is a celebrity. We have Instagram celebrities now yep. that aren't even actual you know, celebrities. They're, they're redefining the definition. I mean, you are a celebrity to me. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it really depends on what it is that mm. we're celebrating in a person. I don't, I, for me personally, right. And I know she gets a lot of slack and is an easy target to pick on, but Kim Kardashian, are we ready to talk about Kim? <laughs> Let's go. Are we Are we ready to talk about Kim? Are we going to really talk about Kim? Yeah, talk okay. About Kim. Okay. Let's only give so much time to it. Let's talk about Kim. Go, go for it. No, no, I'm just, I'm I mean, what do y'all think about Kim? <laughs> I... So I'm going to throw this go. for a little bit of a loop. Okay. okay. I actually like Kim Kardashian. Okay. And not because of like the obvious reasons why a man might like <laughs> but, what are those? Um, <laughs> I mean, we could talk about that. Yeah. You're into the but, uh, fake booty. <laughs> no, nah, this is what I like about this is what I like about actually the Kardashians as a whole because I look at it. How do I say this? Because I know this is a dangerous. Just let it out. Just let it out. Dangerous territory. I think, David. I think you try I mean, to. This you, is you your right. opinion. Oh, okay. This is your All right, opinion. So look, check it out. I'm really into business. I'm really into mm -hmm. seeing how people move in business and how they strategize and what they're able to accomplish, right? And I think that Kris Jenner, although we may not agree with everything that she's doing, mm -hmm. she is an extremely intelligent business mind and that she's done a lot of great things. And I think that a lot of people don't understand why these people have gotten to the status that they've gotten to and why they've developed the level of influence that they've gotten. And I think that the reason why they've gotten there was because of some very intelligent business strategy. So that part of it I like. Okay. That part of it I like. The part that I don't like is what it's doing to the culture. And, uh, thank and, you. And what the actual thing that they're doing is doing. Now that I understand. I understand all of the pushback against that. I understand all that. But I'm just saying as far as the how they got to that point, I respect it. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I have an agree and disagree with that. So I agree in that, like, they they are brilliant at certain things. Right. They are where they are because they are doing something right or right. someone somewhere is doing something right, right, right? And so in that sense, yes. But then at the same time, can, they, they, have, they have help. They had, like, sure. you know, like, 
I actually don't know that I can attribute all that talent to them. I don't like when I look at, sorry, like, can we, can we talk? Can I go into politics? Like, is that okay? No, that's, okay. you go where you want to go. Okay. So, like, when I look at, like, an Ivanka Trump, for example, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, her brand and her status and her, you know, whatever in the public eye, mm-hmm. how much of that is actually attributed to her talent, her skill, her... Like, there is some right. stuff there. I mean, we could talk about this for days, right? Yeah. But she had a lot of help. Oh, absolutely. Well, and I don't but, even know that she owns most of that. But, so, my question is, is having help a bad thing? No, so my question... Like, but then we can't idolize that person for that, right? Well... So, like, when Mariah yeah. Carey slaps her name on a perfume bottle... True. But, okay. Did she create that? But, okay. Or did someone come up to her with a piece of paper and say, sign here? That, no, right. but, but, what she, okay. but what she did create... I'm so sorry. I no, you're fine. No, you're good. <laughs> but what she did create was the name that yeah, allowed right. her the brand. to put her name on right, that. Right, right. So, my so. thing to both of you guys is... I agree with what you guys said. You guys mm. are coming at it a very um, objective type of position. Like, let's just look <laughs> yeah. at this in terms of yeah. what they did. Not right, my own right. personal beliefs, because I wouldn't so do it. So, tell us how you did. feel. <laughs> so, I, I can get with that. Yeah. But my further push on it is the fact that, like, when you stated... Intelli- intelligent business moves and they're doing something right so then my mind went into terms of like are we def- are we as a culture like okay with being are we okay with um saying those type of things are the right thing to do and are intelligent things to do that's how i'm looking at it from mm. and um in this uh, article it was saying there's a a quote that says, are we choosing opinions and worldviews with at least some degree of personal agency or are we absorbing messages flooding into our consciousses and embedded embedded in unconscious drives derived from external media sources, each faction aligned with its own seeds of propaganda. And I feel like at times, like we see the things that people are doing, they're making money, they're, they're famous, so they've made it. But have you made it? Is that like literally like, yeah, you got the money, you got the fame. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're doing the right thing. But it's like, but is that what I really want to do? Is that what I really want to aspire to? And I think like, that's how I'm, I, I hear what you guys are saying, but that's where my problem with it comes. Am I making sense of what I'm saying? You are, yeah, you're you making are. sense. Um, yeah. So unfortunately we were born into a capitalism society. <laughs> it always and, comes back to capitalism. Like, I mean, where we fortunately that's where unfortunately. we are. Right. Exactly. There's good well, and bad. Exactly. There's good well, and bad. Okay. There's good and bad. Sure. Sure. So. I'm not a pro-capitalist, by the way. (laughs) Objectively, there are good things that have come from it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, this is what we are. You know what I mean? So we have to look at it in a certain... Well, not have to, but we tend to look at it in a certain way because of where we are. We're in America. It's a capitalistic society. Mm -hmm. And we do applaud certain things that are, you know, great feats in capitalism, right? Yeah. See, that's where I'm coming. So that's just kind of the society that was built for us, but... I understand your point at the same time. Like, okay, yeah, they made money, they doing it, but I don't know. I don't, see, and my whole thing, especially with celebrities, is like, I got a good example. So, I'll never forget Tiffany. You know Tiffany. Shout out Tiffany Van, mother of three, sexual chocolate, one of my best friends. Tiffany calls me at work in the middle of the day. She was pregnant at the time with her third child. I'm like, she called me all the day. What's going on? Of course, I'm going to pick up. Mm -hmm. Pick up the phone. I'm like, hey, girl, what's up? Oh my God, Aisha, guess who's um, pregnant with twins? So she's pregnant, right? I'm like, oh my God, you're going to have twins. No girl, Beyonce. <laughs> I was like, girl, don't ever call me in the middle of the day to tell me that Beyonce's pregnant with twins. So I bring up that point in terms of like, 
with celebrities, I don't know these people. I can't make a judgment on their per se lives and what they do and what they don't do because Beyonce's not on my phone, neither is Kim Kardashian. But like wouldn't mind that. I mean I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But Hey, maybe Beyonce. Beyonce's cool. We got the same There birthday. wasn't a part cool. of you though that was curious as to that Beyonce was pregnant. In that moment, I was like, I, for me, I no disrespect AOB. In the future, I could probably meet you, whatever, like that. But I was like, I don't really care. I mean, that's okay. That's okay. But I, it's okay yeah, yeah, that you don't fine. care. That's fine. But my question is, is it bad to be like entertained and to pay attention to that kind of thing and to like? It's like, not it bad. bad. You know what I mean? It's not. It just becomes a problem, I think, when it's like the main focus of everything. And, like, then we base our lives off what these people do, which then connects right back. I sound like a broken record. Like, dang, like, the media and the corporations are really putting a spin on our mind and really Mm -hmm. kind of playing as its puppets. Mm -hmm. That's where I get, like, nah. Yeah, nah, I agree with you. So. I agree with you. I mean, I'll listen to the music. I'll support the art. Um, If a day ever comes where I could host Beyonce for dinner or, you know, Barack Obama. I, you know what I mean? I'm not opposed that to that. That's a great dinner. Right? I'm there. <laughs> but I mean, these people are people just like us. They uh, yeah, really are. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. So you listen to her the albums, right? I listen to all Beyonce's albums. You listen to all her albums, right? I listen to Beyonce since she was 15. And why do you listen Why do you listen to the albums? At this point right now? Just or just in general? Because I like her music. I've always liked her music. Ever since the no, 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 no days. <laughs> So you're, so you're entertained by her music, it, you know, gives you a certain Yeah, thing. and I identify, you know, attached yeah. to black woman doing her thing. Shout out, Beyonce. All right, so go check this out. <laughs> what if someone's, you know, source of entertainment is the celebrity news like her mm. albums are for you? There goes Damon throwing in the bridge. There you, you go. Okay. So, okay, then I would say, and maybe I'm passing judgment, but, okay, what, okay, what part of the celebrity gossip? I'm saying, like... Certain things that we see in people's, you know, personal lives that get, you know, highlighted in media is what we're talking about. Like, we're not talking about their art. We're talking about the news around their personal lives, right? That's what yeah. the gossip is, right? And it's entertaining to some people. Some people look at it and they're entertained by it and they might get something out of it that you may not. Who knows? Or maybe it's just like, you know... I guess my question would be, don't you have enough going on in your own life? Maybe well, that's mean for me to say. I mean, it's the same thing as watching the TV show. Like, just like, just like you watch Queen Sugar because you like the story, right? Why, why are you getting it? You watch Queen Sugar? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm no. talking about a show that you like, <laughs> that you enjoy. <laughs> It's like David coming after me today. Like, I'm just saying, let's just, let's just, you know, let's just call it what it is. So we watch certain shows because we enjoy the story. We get a certain thing out of the story, right? But Some I think people are watching real people's lives as that same story to get the same thing. But I guess it's all in the given context of things, the way I look at it. Like with a show like Queen Sugar, it's a fictional show, it's a story. So I'm being entertained by the story. A celebrity, I feel like the reason why people are intrigued by their personal life, because they're one, intrigued by whatever they do first and foremost, right? And they want to go a step further. Because, like, Beyonce is not the only person in the world who's been pregnant with twins. But the reason why we need to know that is because it's Beyonce. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. for me, I look at Beyonce like I respect the art. I respect the performance and what she's doing, like within her like given talents and gifts. 
But her personal life, I guess for me, I'm like, that's her personal life. I have my own personal life. I, I have people in my personal life who have been pregnant and things going on. So that doesn't entertain me. If that makes sense, if I'm... So I guess Damon's point, right, if I'm correct, is, is it so bad to be entertained by someone else's life? That's my question, yeah. Yeah. I would say to... I would say yes and no. I would say, if, if that's your prerogative. I think most of us here, we're not going to tell somebody else how to live. Hey, you like to know what's going on with Omarion, Barack Obama, whoever else out there in the world. That's your prerogative. I mean, but... When you start to like obsess over it and make mm-hmm. everything about it, that's when it becomes a problem. It'd be a problem, like then what about the obsess over everything you did every day in your life? That'd be kind of problematic. Unless I wanted you to be. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> right? I mean, I'm just saying, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, these people do this intentionally, right? It's all a part of the package of of of, of what they're presenting. It's no longer just I'm making music. I'm gonna do a show. Like now, with the current state of social media and the I internet in general, now like life is that entertainment for a celebrity, right? Well, so it's not just like I'm gonna put out some music and I'm gonna go away for a couple. Of, some people do this, but right, like, I, I miss their that. image. Yeah, yeah. You I miss I like miss those days when our celebrities were only accessible through a VH1 or MTV interview, or they came to town. Now it's like oh Instagram, oh TMZ. It's like the oversaturation of media in our culture. Right. Well, I'm sure a lot of celebrities don't like that too. Oh, for right? sure. Right? There's so many artists out there yeah, who they just want to so make many of the them, music or and, like act or do their craft. But guess what? They're not going to live the but brand. But the thing is, is that the ones that do want that can. Yeah. You can See? avoid it. You can avoid it if you want it. Most of the ones that you're seeing in these day to day like uh, TMZ kind of lifestyle ask for it. Oh, Not a, yeah. The ones, I, that, the ones that want it. I don't know that they all do. Most I don't know that they all do. Know. I think some people are targeted too. Well, sure. Yeah. So, Damon, I want to go back to your previous point about whether it's okay to be entertained by someone else's right. life. I think I think the danger comes in when you when you look at that and you forget that that is not reality. Yes. Right. One hundred percent. It's you not fall, your life. And it's not enter- like you forget that it is just purely entertainment. One hundred percent. And that it then becomes, you know, like. So my roommate is obsessed with The Real Housewives. Mm. I can't stand it. I leave the room every single time that show is on. Yeah. But she she distinctly draws that line between this is purely fictional, mm-hmm. this is fake, they're playing up for the camera, right. and there are some people who watch that like it's, you know, That's, like it, Sunday church. Yeah. yeah, and I think that, shout out to my friend Katasha Davis, UW-Madison, <laughs> talking about her in the car. She um, was studying the media and the effects that it had on black women mm. and her studies were showing that there was a certain amount of black women who were watching those shows yeah. that did perceive it to be as reality yeah. and there are conscious and subconscious effects that yeah. have on people That's so right. people start yeah. modeling their own behavior and that's all intentional that's the thing is like all of that is intentional. It's social engineering. We know that. It's but like, very extreme, yeah. It's extreme, and we have to be aware of that. So I agree with you. For sure, I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you. Okay? 100%. Well, this is no fun. I liked it when you guys disagreed. <laughs> I don't want to give us a couple minutes. <laughs> but I'm just saying, what I'm, like, it's, there's a lot of different factors involved. It's like just the pure concept of looking at a celebrity and being either entertained or influenced by their life and what they're doing. I think that that in itself is okay. 
But when you talk about the media influence and how they yeah. are engineering these things, particularly to drive people in certain directions, mm-hmm. that's the problem. Because we're not seeing Kim Kardashian or Real Housewives or loving hip hop or stuff like that. We're not seeing it because that's the most interesting thing to all the people in the world. It's, we're seeing that it's because that's what they want us to see. That's that's what's going to push us in the direction that they want what, us wherever, to go. Ooh, yep. the agenda. It's the agenda. So, who's the they that you're talking about? Well, I don't know. I don't know who the they is, but who it's is, clear, though. It's yeah. clear that There's they exist. somebody pressing a button somewhere. It's clear that they so exist. So it's like this, like, the media exists. Well, I mean, they is like the there's media. A group yeah, right. of, there's a group of people yeah. that are controlling okay, what's it. what's scary is, like, it's even smaller than yeah. you think. Like, yeah. There are like very few people, people exactly. it's like engineering people. the culture of the U.S. That's kind of scary. It's very scary. And, you know, so, okay. And I know we're gonna have to like segue in a, in a minute, but you're this... not owned by Clear Channel, are you? Because <laughs> you know they own all of radio. Probably. Yeah. Like, anyway, so keep here's saying what you're saying. where the conversation can go somewhere very kind of um, a little more kind of problematic. But in terms of like th- them owning everything, right? Mm-hmm. So me and my friend Ashley were talking about there was a given point, like right now, like in the news, like every other day, every other week, there was different like. Um, news reports on like black men black women being like harassed by the police mm-hmm. right now if you're really paying attention a lot of people are coming out with a lot of um celebrities um with these like sexual harassment yep. allegations yeah so we were talking like this is strategic you oh, gotta really sure. think about it right so and, and we have to put that out there because i don't think people realize that they go oh no i'm glad that it's being put out there yeah we're glad it's being put out there but let's think about why so with the celebrity talk in this like for the seat of the day what do you guys think in terms of when like okay you're entertained by celebrities life you're all into what they're doing what happens when that celebrity does something that doesn't speak to the culture one example and let's bring up something that's not recent let's bring up something that happened a year ago because people try to forget stuff Mm -hmm. i don't like the trends or whatever yeah nate parker Mm -hmm. comes out with birth of a nation Mm -hmm. Then his past is brought up in terms of rape allegations that mm-hmm. were brought up against him. Mm-hmm. And here come the pitchforks. The right. pedestal was there. Now it's getting knocked down. Yep. So that's another part of like the celebrity culture that becomes problematic. Like when your celebrity is everything you want them to be, then it gets real. And there's some type of criminal act yeah. that is brought on the table. Mm-hmm. I just, Go. I just, I just, <laughs> <laughs> so what was the question I don't know if I really had a question. <laughs> oh, you want to talk well, about that? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I think it's a, it's interesting in that we, it kind of comes with the territory of being a celebrity. Yeah. You have to be, you have to realize that you are going to be idolized by some people, yeah. that you are a whole package. And yeah. so even while, mm. you know, for Nate Parker, for example, what he did or allegedly had nothing to do with the movie that he put out, the movie bombed and people dropped it as a result of his character yeah right so when you think about it those are two completely separate things they should not affect one another but as being a celebrity and a media figure i mean you see the same thing now with kevin spacey and i just read that jeffrey tambor was dropped from transparent oh wow for alleged things like at least on jeffrey tambor's part um he didn't admit anything. oh with bill cosby bill cosby yeah 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 so like is that is that okay? I guess, go, what are you going to say, Damon? Because I, 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 I kind of, I just want to state this. I kind of feel like when, once we go into like criminal allegations, it does become like a different type of topic yeah. in terms of like idolization and going into like responsibility and accountability. 
Because well, then, then, I mean, it'd be no different. Well, but it has nothing to do with their craft. Right. Well, okay, like let's so say like for, Michael Jackson, for example, right? Well, it has nothing to do with his music. Well, let's but say we took him down as a celebrity. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's say like if a person who isn't Michael Jackson, like a regular Michael Johnson who works for the University of San Francisco. I hope there's nobody named that. <laughs> there probably is. Okay, Michael Johnson. <laughs> All right. So Michael Johnson, who works for a fictional university, is accused of some type of like sexual allegations or whatever if you're at your given small university in your given small town if that were to happen and if you were brought to trial and the the accusations came out true you would lose your job yeah and i think what it is but it just becomes on a bigger level it becomes the whole public opinion takes you down yeah Yeah. and i think what it is is your level of influence and the thing that you have when you're at that level of status you got a lot of people behind you you got a lot of businesses that have your name on it right corporation you know what i mean that's a lot of money that's it's behind you at that point it's the brand so yeah. you have Idol. you have an obligation at that point like you know it's the old ben parker saying with great power comes great responsibility sorry so oh yeah i love that quote yeah like you have to understand like when you are talking about your level of influence is millions of people yeah what you do is going to be scrutinized and what you do is going to have effect mm-hmm. you know what i mean if you come out and you are a role model to kids and you you know and your art is speaking to this wide range of people then yeah if you come out as a as a child molester no you can't expect to still have that level of influence and still be able to do things you're but doing in that before. same power sometimes allows people to get away with things like that too yeah, <laughs> yeah but that's a little harder now these days is it yeah because you have a lot more the ability for anyone to give their input on that and actually be effective in it is is much greater than it was mm-hmm. even five years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, if I go on... It, so, if I find out that... Say, Jay-Z, since I was talking about him earlier. What if I find out that he was a child molester, right? Oh, my God, no. Now I go and tweet. I go and tweet everything that I ever knew was just destroyed right and like a million other people tweet that now his whole now his whole character is destroyed right and see that's the reality of the situation is like the public opinion thing though like who said that like you're already guilty not in the 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 actual course but you're guilty in the public opinion public opinion Yeah, yeah and that can that may not be the truth behind it, though, just because a bunch of people are saying it don't make yeah, it true. Yeah, that's the dangerous yeah. part. Yeah, that's see, and that's why it's dangerous to put these celebrities on a pedestal. These but people the don't is, walk on water like Beyonce comes, said. It comes with it, though, because it's not even putting you on the pedestal, I don't think. If, if I'm an artist that has the attention of millions of people, mm-hmm. it's not putting me on a pedestal if I make a mistake and now I'm getting you know, criticized or judged for that mistake. That's not, has nothing to do with me being on pedestal. It's just, just like I admire you, now I'm criticizing you or scrutinizing you. Like, but see, it's the same thing. Okay, this even going, okay, then, what about in terms of like, let's bring it down a notch, but see, that goes back to in terms of like what we normalize in our culture and what we accept to be right and okay, because okay, mm-hmm. like let's say for example, in terms of maybe something like infidelity, Mm-hmm. Or something that has nothing to do with the given culture, but everybody has an opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Like, why do we okay for everybody to like terrorize, judge, and gossip and bring people down like that? Like, well, that's what everybody starts to do. But are we okay? 
I mean, are we okaying it though? Or I feel like we, we are. Like the, because we perpetuate the gossip, we perpetuate the drama, and it perpetuates people to like feed into it. Mm-hmm. And everybody has an opinion. Everybody's feeling better about themselves by bringing somebody else down. And I'm not talking about like in a criminal ac- accusation. I'm talking about just like in drama or like things that have nothing to do with particular people or whatever like that. Like what was the whole? I don't even know. But I remember everybody was going in about something that happened between Black China and Rob, and. It was just like, why, why are we, why are we talking about this? Why is this a thing? That's between them. I can't remember what it was, but I, you know, I'm talking about things like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, I was thinking as I was coming here about this idea about like the greater they are, the harder they fall, right? And why we love watching that fall. Uh, it's we really, don't, it's, but... it's sick. I mean, we as like yeah. a society, right? Yeah. We like watching that fall. We like seeing people that we used to idolize crumble there's some sort of weird sick pleasure in that. i know and you know it reminds me of the the german concept of schadenfreude do you know this Mm-mm. it's like taking pleasure in someone else's uh what is it not pain but someone else's like missteps misfortunes mm. right like we get pleasure out of seeing someone else tumble and fall and there's I'm sure there's some sort of psychological backing behind this as to why it is, mm. but it is heightened with celebrities for sure. Maybe it's like I'm relieved that you're actually a real person and not this great person that I thought you were, Dang. because to me that wasn't attainable. I don't know. I'm just making this up, no. but it just kind of that's what I think. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, shit. like you are a real person. That makes me feel like I can actually reach these heights now because I make mistakes and I just saw you make. Them real big mistake so you're actually a real person and not this superhero that i thought you were well so i think people who idolize her so like let's take you and jay-z for example right, right. like if jay-z did something and yeah. you're like totally not cool with that yeah you wouldn't enjoy his crumble no right because you once really admired him mm-hmm. and so it's different for everyone right there's there are people who i mean i'm not going to say you specifically but yeah. there are people that we admire the crumble for but then there are people that sorry that we no, enjoy no. watching the crumble and there are other people with whom we admire and when they misstep we mm-hmm. feel with them yeah. we are disappointed we i think that comes from a person who is empathetic whole and compassionate and has a good sense of themselves and worth of themselves to have that and I'm just making my own opinion, but I would like, we probably should figure that out a little more. Cause to me, for a person to find pleasure in somebody else's pain like that, mm-hmm. there's something going on internally that doesn't seem right. But I, I think, think that's it, human nature. Right. Is it human nature it or is. is it the environment? Like I, saying, but like I was saying before, like, I think it's not, I, I honestly don't think that it's pleasure. I think it's more like relief. See, I, I don't know. That's what I feel. Like, I it might see, come off as pleasure. I think, I don't know. But I, then, I see I your point because you know, then you're like, you know what? Like, I, like, they're not that far away from me. But then yeah. what about, like, the person, okay, like, let's say, for example, like, we talked about earlier the Breakfast Club, like, Charlemagne the Guy. Like, he's come a long way. Charlemagne, cool, whatever. But remember that episode and they had that floating meme of Little Mama, like, all crying because, like, he was going in on her. Uh-huh. And it was like, I remember when I saw the meme, I didn't know where it came from. And then I watched the episode. I was like, why? Like, what What are you getting out of, like, bringing this person down? To me, that feels like, call it, like, maybe for some people it could be relief. But I'm like, nah, like, you need to feel better about yourself to bring somebody else down. And to me, that that's reflective of an insecure, hurt person themselves. Yes, hurt people hurt that, people. Yes, yeah. that 
in that particular example, yes. But when he did that, I don't think that people in general liked that he did that. They weren't like, oh, yeah, I'm with you on that. Well, like, then people were like, floating around with the memes, though. I mean, of course they were. <laughs> that's what they do. But I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is that. It's a millennial thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't understand. Oh, man. Oh, oh okay. 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 All, All right. Shots fired. Whatever. <laughs> You know, so typically what our seed of the day, because we do need to go segue into the next topic, I feel like we kind of come to a, a senses of like what next or what we can do. I'm a little stumped on this one because I go ahead. Well, then. what's the problem first? Yeah. Identify the problem for me. The problem itself is, I guess, like for me or the way the reason why I brought this up was just examining why we um, idolize or admire the celebrities the way that we do and how do we become more mindful in having more healthy ways in looking at these different people that influence our lives. And the thing that kept coming up throughout this conversation was definitely like the media and corporation control. And I guess like what I'm taking away right now is making sure that we do look at these people as human and not as symbols and objects that further push certain agendas or create certain like mentality mentalities or mindsets that it can like further and take away the humanity within us and the humanity within these people. Mm-hmm. That's what I think is important, at least for me. Damon, you got an answer? Right. <laughs> I don't know. We're a little I mean, stumped today, you guys. I so if I can jump in, yeah, I think. Do. So I, I don't have an I don't I don't think that there's an easy answer to this because on mm. one end ah. celebrities there are certain celebrities who play into this. Like That's the true. media plays into this, yes. capitalism plays into yeah. this. Yes. We yeah. are trying to sell, sell, sell. Yes. We're yeah. branding ourselves and so we can't escape it. Yes. Until yeah, we see our celebrities start to portray themselves in a more like whole rounded Hmm. like full picture like this is who i am Hmm. and start to uphold those values to us i don't think people are going to demand for it Mm -hmm. because we like the juice we like the gossip i don't like the juice society (laughs) society (laughs) but at the same time oh gosh have you ever like follow the reality show like have you ever do you have a show that's like one of the reality shows that was like yeah, your yeah. show okay when i did okay um i did watch the real world the okay. challenges uh-huh. real world road wolf yeah world i used to want to be on that yeah, yeah i like too. the challenges yeah but you yeah. didn't watch it for the drama is what you're saying i did watch it for the drama you did, watch yeah. it. I did. okay I did. this is in college <laughs> <laughs> i did i did and what did you? What about it? Did you like? I like the competition. Uh-huh. I like the different like challenges and stuff they had yeah. to like face, and I like some of the people on there. They mm. some of them were funny. Some of them got on my nerves, and I like watching um, Top Chef. Even mm. though sometimes I'd be like so mm-hmm. mean, but got to take it in doses. So yeah. So okay. So the point, I guess, I don't walk on water, people. <laughs> Top Chef is very different from real world. Though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know what my answer to this is. I know, right? It's, it's I, a I mean, hard one. Personally, personally, I think that it's okay to be entertained. Okay. I think that is. I think that when you start to turn that 
into real reality and judge yourself against what's going on in that world, then I think that's a problem. But just to be simply entertained by it, I'm entertained by some things that yeah. you may not you, you may not be too fond. You be watching you watch Love and Hip Hop. No. <laughs> but when I got when I was getting my hair twisted the other day. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's when it happens. Every time I get my hair braided, I gotta watch Kardashian. That's a journey. Oh, I mean, you got a lot of time. I was loving hip hop and uh, Real House Watch all day. You know <laughs> they say they played in the shops. They played in the shops, man. They do. You. It was a little bit entertaining to me. I it can't was. stand it. I can't really stand it. I can't stand it. it. But in that moment, I allowed myself to be entertained. Yeah. Just to try to just feel, you know, entertained by. What I was saying, and I actually, you know, I, think, I laughed a couple times. I think it takes a, a self-aware person who, like we've talked about, and this is like a form of privilege, who knows that they are a work in progress, that they are emotionally in tune and aware to like their own mental and emotional growth to know how to separate the entertainment from the reality and yeah. still even be aware to the fact that even though I may be separating it subconsciously, it's still doing something. Right. And I think that's what it takes, but... The question is, do a lot of people really do that? No. Yeah. And that's the problem. <laughs> so I'm actually thinking now, so I, you know, I used to, to be in education. Mm. And so everything kind of comes back to education for me, right? And to, to answer your question directly, mm-hmm. I don't think that we could wait for the celebrities to change things because I don't think that they will because yeah. their end goal at the end of the day is they need, they want to sell. Exactly. They want to represent yep. their brand and they want to sell product. Corporations. Exactly. I think we got to look to education. Yeah. I think we need to have, I mean, there's, there's a class here that there's a college course here that is probably exists somewhere, maybe here at USF that I don't yeah. even know about. People are, yeah. But they're like doing to the research. teach critical thinking about yes. celebrities yeah. yes. and to analyze, you know, the product that's mm-hmm. pushed out, the messaging that they use, the brand, and mm-hmm. to even teach kids at a yep. very early level, right? Like yes. if you think about Disney and when Disney starts, impacting you and starts marketing mm-hmm. to you right we need to start thinking about because our celebrity starts at those cartoons yep mm-hmm. oh, huh. that like fairy tale oh this God, is what celebrities are and that was in the uh, article celebrities are article? they're fairy tales You're right this is yeah why like it. first the first idols are like the disney characters that we grew up with now. thank you for bringing up that point Ty, in terms of like educate making sure it's in our educational systems educating one another hopefully through this topic right now with the podcast, like going back to the topic, like, I mean, going back to the top, the whole idea is for you to take a step back and think about the media that you are subscribing to, how it's influencing you, the celebrities that are impacting you. It's not to say, like Damon said, there's nothing wrong with entertainment. And everybody can define that entertainment for themselves, but it is important to make sure that you are aware of how it is affecting your mind and how you're Mm -hmm. navigating throughout this society. Because there are people that are making strategic moves to manipulate you. Yeah. So. Yeah. And the last thing that I guess woke. I'll say about it is that. Um, <laughs> Internally. We also have to consider like, for me, when I get to that point, when I get to like a reality show, I already have enough influences that I'm not looking for one in this reality show that I'm watching. Yeah. I already have, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of other things that I'm focused on. And this is just kind of a, an escape from that. But for some people, that's their life. Yeah. You know that's I mean? a really... So, yeah. So you need to understand why that's the case. Like, what needs to be filled in before that mm-hmm. so that 
when you get to that point, that's not what's, you know, that's dictating of, your life. Yeah. Right. And that's, mm-hmm, I know we're trying to wrap up this topic, but you bring <laughs> up a really good point in that there is a certain privilege in being able yeah. to think beyond that because some yeah. people don't have the role models in right. their lives. Exactly. They don't have the people to look to and to learn yep. from. Exactly. And so they turn to TV, they turn to celebrities. Uh, yep. To like, yep. you know, the artists, the singers, the rappers out there because mm-hmm. Those are their only definitions of success. Yeah, man. And see, then that goes into the whole, like, if you don't have that direct influence or that direct source, then what is influencing you could be planting the seeds that are going to take root and not really bring out the best in, like, who you're supposed to be as an individual. Mm -hmm. You know, because I think a lot of it, I think my final, like, thought on it is, and that's my whole problem, but my solution is to, like, promote and establish the importance of like the wholeness of a human and keeping that humanity aspect of it because like the idolization, the shallow, the surface, the superficial, none of that has compassion. None of that has care. None of that has love. None of that has understanding. It's all about the money, the fame, the brand, Mm -hmm. the, the drama, the gossip. And that's what people will get that's what will be poured into them if they're not right. given something different, like right. the human aspect. And that's it's just very unrealistic. Important. It gives people unrealistic expectations. Absolutely. Yeah. Educate yourself, people. Take the time. But it's okay to um, have a celebrity that influences you in a positive mm-hmm. way. Shout out to Prince, Luther, and Michael. Michael. And Michael. Yes. Shout out for you for Jay Z. <laughs> Jay Z. And shout out. I mean, there's plenty more. Right. That's there's one plenty. Of them. Right. I want to shout out a random celebrity, I guess if you want to call him one. R.I.P. Roll Doll. I love reading Roll Doll as a kid. The Witches. Y'all remember that? <laughs> I, I love Roll Doll. James and the Giant Peach. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and his biography, Boy. It's a really good that one. Of Dr. Seuss, too. He's a Virgo. Hey. Oh, we're all Virgos. We are Virgos. all Virgos. Virgos. Virgo. Virgos. Sagittarius. Jay Z is Sagittarius. My son's a Sagittarius. You good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Oh, okay. What do we got next. So we gotta we gotta stick. We're about like an hour in. So okay, y'all. It's okay. So we're gonna segue into our next topic. Um, as you guys know, each episode we have our seed of the day, and then we also have our portion of the show, which is to take root and give back, where we either acknowledge an organization or a person who is doing something within their society, planting seeds of greatness, taking root and giving back. And sometimes we have a person in the studio and sometimes we don't. But this week we do. And Hi. the person we are acknowledging is our guest, Mr. Tai Chu, and his hey, organization, hey, hey. Listen for, for a, a change. change. Do you guys have a theme song? No, but I'd love for you to record one. Oh. All right. <laughs> Are you gonna sing it? Are you gonna sing it for us? I don't know yet. I gotta think about. We're 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 going for a a podcast. Yeah, we're gonna have a podcast. Okay, so we're gonna talk about this for a change. (laughs) So we'll work on it. Yes, we'll we'll start working on it. Yes, Taisha. We always talk about this. Taisha, Ty and Aisha. Yeah. Um. So. It's new to him. It is. It's been going on. <laughs> we talk about coming on a travel vlog called Taisha. But anyway, so Ty here, good friend, known Ty for 10 years now, almost. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Wow. I know. Yeah. I've known Ariel for that long, too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, almost 10 years. So, yeah, because we met Ty in like 2009. 
So yeah. So Ty's been good that's people. Not years, that's eight years. Yeah, eight years. I mean, okay. Yeah. When was that? Whatever. Who's counting? Who's counting? Whatever. Um, it's a long time. It's wild. Ty okay. is um, a photographer, an educator, a world traveler, insightful, ambitious young man, and. He's going to talk to you guys about his organization, Listen for a Change, which is all about social ju- social justice, justice storytelling. storytelling yeah. So could you go ahead and tell our listeners um, what the mission is behind Listen for a Change and yeah. you guys' this whole idea and everything? Well, first off, um, thank you for having me, Aisha. And what she hasn't mentioned is Aisha's hosted <laughs> a couple of our events, and she also has told a story um, at our very first Listen for a Change story It was story so much hour. fun! Yeah, with like a, a week's notice. I mean, I... I'm sitting down at dinner with her. It's like her. almost full circle. I know. It was, like, it was a year ago it was. that I asked you. It I was. sat down. I took her to dinner. And I don't think she knew this was like the underlying reason why. Because we hadn't talked in, in a minute at that no. point. It was at least a few years. Yeah, it was. It was. And, and it was. I sat down. And I'm like, hey, Aisha, I'm starting this thing. I'm starting this social justice storytelling. And I need a storyteller on a certain topic next week. And Aisha's <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> I mean, I can go up there and talk. You can even go up there and talk. What's the topic? And I'm like, black lives? I'm like, well, I'm a black life. I matter. Sure, yeah, I'll you're talk. like, that's, that's kind of a big topic. But yeah, I'll talk. Um, and she came up there and told this amazing and beautiful story about why black love matters and that you can't talk about black lives until you start talking about self-love and loving each other within that's the right. community. That's right. And that was a beautiful, poignant story, which you can check out on our YouTube channel, oh, man. which is soon going to be a podcast <laughs> okay. with an intro that's going to be sung by yours truly. <laughs> that's right. Um, but to go back to the mission, so listen for a change. We started this, uh, gosh, what's the date today? We started it. Almost a year Almost ago. Almost a year ago. Because it yeah. was in... December 8th. Was it December? It was December 8th. Oh, it that was. was the first one. It was. So Dang. it was a little less than a year ago that I we started that. this event. And um, it was born out of this need. Well, so first off, something happened a year ago. I don't know if you guys remember. November of 2016. Oh. I don't yeah. think... Uh, it's vague to me because <laughs> I, like, I block it out. Yeah. I think yeah. I might have... I don't quite acknowledge it either. Yeah. Um, Trump. But that happened, and so I I didn't know what to do. I felt mm. lost. I think as everyone else, you know, that I knew and in my communities felt lost, and mm. we wanted to act somehow, but we didn't know what kind of channel. It just felt like nothing we did could change anything. Like yeah, the worst thing that we helpless. possibly thought, you know, that we possibly thought could happen, happened. happened. Mm-hmm. And us as citizens couldn't do anything. And so I wanted to do something, mm. something. And so I was thinking about how we got to this point. Yes. And a large part of that is that I feel like we are disconnected from each other. Mm. That we are not having conversations with each other anymore. That we're not nope. listening to each other. Mm. And listening to the stories that matter between each other. Right. So this is storytelling and storytelling is kind of hot right now. Right. Like you have the <laughs> moth and you have StoryCorps and you have all sorts of you can go to tons of story to- storytelling hours in any major city in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But what this what I'm trying to do with Listen for a Change, this isn't entertainment. Mm. Right. The moth is you have people going up there. I Sorry, I don't want to like. No, I not. love the moth. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And I just think that's different territory than what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
a lot of storytelling out there. People are going up there and they're telling a story to entertain with the end goal of entertaining an audience. Mm. The end goal that we're trying to promote here is to get people to <clears throat> build compassion, to practice compassion and to have these unheard voices from these communities that are being affected mm. that we are having our lawmakers and politicians make laws for that our media is spinning certain narratives for to have people straight from these communities and feature their voices mm. in a safe space mm. and allow everyone to be vulnerable and to share and just to be humble to that truth. Yes. That's what we're trying to do. That's not what you're trying. That's, That's what incredible. you are doing. That's what we are doing. You are doing. And what I love about Listen for a Change is like the two part meaning behind it. It's like a little double on time. Right. There, it's yeah. like listen for a change like you know you got two ears one mouth let's try listening instead of talking i need to work on that and then the second part to it in terms of like yeah listen for a change right and like what you said bringing the people in together in a space that typically wouldn't be together to Mm -hmm. tell their stories and to personalize it and not entertain it right so how is like the format of listen for a change work i know how it works right but can you tell people how it works yeah (laughs) no i mean we basically it's a party it right, is. you come to a there's party. Wine. There's wine. There's open bar. There's more than wine. There's <laughs> cocktails. Yeah. There's beer. There's hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, I feel so part of our mission is that we want to give access, mm-hmm. right? And you, I, I actually was inspired by going to nonprofit fundraisers, which you know many of us have been to. And when you go to these nonprofit fundraisers and they're trying to raise money. Um, I used to work in education, and they would have a nonprofit fundraiser, and they would bring kids up. And have these kids tell their personal, tear-jerking, oftentimes kind of sob stories. I mean, they're all very heart, you know, like wrenching stories and they're they're true. But it's to the end goal of raising money. And I felt like, why couldn't we just have these stories exist on a month-to-month basis mm. for us just to listen to and to learn Understand from and grow. without us having to collect money at the end of it. Right. Mm. And so the event is completely free. Anyone can attend any of our events in San Francisco, Oakland, New York, and soon to be LA. Woo! And the tickets are free. You go in. There's it's structured like a gala, so there's it's fancy. Mm -hmm. There there's free wine. There's free you know beer Mm -hmm. um, and hors d'oeuvres. And you have the stories in the same format. We have three stories every single night, and the stories are ten minutes long. And we pick three different social issues. Each night. Yes. So the the next one is going to be on refugees, black lives, and trans rights. I see that on the website. Yeah. Wow. And we have someone that I, you know, we I get applications. I get people within my network who want to go up there and tell a story. And they're coached. As you know, Aisha, because mm-hmm. Aisha's also a story coach with us. Um, they're coached through a month-long process. And it's not to spin their story in any particular way, but it's to not, everyone has an amazing story to tell. At least one, if not a dozen. Mm -hmm. Not everyone is a natural storyteller. And so the coaching element is to help them bring their true voice out, Mm. their authentic voice, while being able to impact the most number of people and engage them. Yes. And so... Um, it's, I mean, you, tell me, you've, you've hosted, <laughs> you've attended, you've told a story, you've participated in well, every single aspect. I've been definitely what does it pushing. Mean to you? So I've been pushing to Damon to get up there and yes, be a storyteller because yeah. I'm, I'm ready. I'm waiting. Yeah. Yeah, 2018. 2018. I mean, I got a date waiting for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah okay. Because you know? the, the awesome thing about it is the fact that 
you're bringing in people from different backgrounds to share their stories. And there's something about like, you can definitely like, I don't know, you could hear a news report or you can read an article, but when it's something personalized like that and coming from a real human compassionate type of way and bringing everybody in like on a genuine level, that's where that change starts to happen. Cause you start to understand you got to step outside of yourself, your own thoughts, your own perspective and listen to somebody else and where they're coming from. Right. And that's what I enjoy about listen for a change. And I also enjoyed like, like from the story coach perspective, like encouraging other storytellers to get up there and yeah. like to empower themselves and to share their truth. Cause it yeah. is a liberating experience. It is. I told a story about my dad that I thought I would have never shared with anybody. Mm-hmm. And getting up there sharing his story actually helped other people. Yeah. And right. so it's it's doing so much in terms of bringing us together as a community, but I'm also seeing a lot of liberation come out right. of it. Right. So right. No, I'm really glad you brought up that point, too, because I've had, I mean, many storytellers come to me afterwards and they say, well, I that was one of the most, like, the scariest things I've ever done. Yep. But at the same time, they felt like they were able to start to own their story rather than their story owning them or to own their trauma or to own their right. And it's, 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 you know, a Mm. a work in progress. Like it's not overnight. And this is one step towards that for many people, not for everybody, but to be able to share their story and to impact others and inspire others. Um, And to be clear, we don't just feature like sad stories, right? We try to cover the gamut of emotions. It doesn't like a production, you guys. It's like, you know, it starts off like, oh, it's kind of light and cool. Then it gets a little There is an order to the story. And then it goes, oh, Lord. Then we bring it back. You know, it's like a little ups and downs and everything. No, you're going to feel everything if you attend one of our events. It's definitely a lot of fun. And you meet so many people that you typically would have not have met. Um, And... I'm super excited because I think that people need to understand, like, what Ty stated earlier. This is something he literally started almost a year ago. And within the first year, you guys were able, because, okay, one thing that you didn't know is that each storyteller has an opportunity to represent a particular organization. And at the end of the night, people can donate towards that organization. Right. I remember I represented College Track at the time. But in the first year, you guys raised like close to almost $10,000 for over 17 organizations, 17 organizations in the first year. Yeah. Every storyteller picks a nonprofit to raise awareness for. We don't necessarily, we don't push the whole raising money part of it, Mm -hmm. but that is a quick way for people in the moment, our audience to act and to be able to connect and to give. Right. But they also, I mean, the, the main point, like you, you stood there and you talked about college track. You talked about what they did and why it matters and how it related back to your story. And like also too, in the terms of like, yes, it's the economic aspect, but like the aspect of making people aware, like right. go volunteer your time, go take the time right. to understand what these different organizations in your community are doing and connecting back to what we were talking about earlier. Things like this are needed because it adds in that real human aspect because you are being entertained, but you're being empowered. Right. And you're being enlightened and you're being educated. And challenged. And yeah, yeah, and like yeah. those are the things that we need. Right. I got a question. Two yes. questions actually. Yes, sir. Um, one, where do you get the speakers from? Like where do you Well, I'm looking at a potential one right now. <laughs> I see that you you know, yeah. <laughs> obviously in your interactions, whatever. But also, um what's the demographic of the people that attend these? Yeah, so that's actually a very to, I'll, I'll answer your first question um, 
we get our speakers mostly through recommendations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have a place on our website where you can sign up and subs- um, and recommend a storyteller, or mm-hmm. you could register to tell a story yourself. Right. And anyone can sign up. Yeah. Um, I. You know, there there is no like, oh, you know, your story doesn't fit a certain topic. We don't want to feature you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to hear, we want to feature voices from unheard communities. Mm-hmm. And so that's first and foremost what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, you know, big names. We're not trying to get celebrity, right. like mm-hmm. local celebrities or politicians or anyone to like bring in people through the door. Right. We want anyone and everyone to be able to go up on that stage. And so the the quick answer is it is through networking and the people who are attender events Mm -hmm. are inspired to go up up and tell their own stories as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Second question. um, And that's actually very perceptive of you to ask this because not very many people do think about this who have not attended the event. Mm -hmm. The demographic of our event, it depends on where it is Mm -hmm. because we've had one in Harlem that looked, you know, different than the one in Oakland that looks different than the one in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Um, It is diverse and it reflects the primarily 25 to 35 year old right. age range mm-hmm. of the people who are primarily living in that area. Okay. And so if we're talking about Oakland, it's it's pretty diverse, right? You have people from all sorts of ethnic backgrounds, like um, gender identities, you name it, so on mm-hmm. and so forth. Um, San Francisco, mm-hmm. right? Let's be real. Not yeah. as diverse. Yeah. yeah okay. Sure. And so, and I don't think it's actually a negative thing. Um, I think that when I first set out to do this, there was, so I went to grad school uh, in social psychology. And when I left grad school, this problem that I was trying to solve was how do we engage so many young professionals these days, especially here in the Silicon Valley, who make more money than they possibly know what to do with it, Mm -hmm. right? And they have a heart. They care about these things, but they just don't have a platform with which to engage. They don't have people in their communities to, like, pull them to an event or to pull Mm. them to, like, volunteer. Right. How do I engage these people? Listen for a change is my answer to that. Okay. It is it's easy to go to, right? It's not like a Black Lives Matter lecture at UC Berkeley because right. mm-hmm. I have some friends who care about that stuff but would not go to that yeah. kind of event. Mm-hmm. It is a party. It sounds really casual to go to, mm-hmm. right? You can invite anyone and everyone to go to it. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, like if it's not diverse, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world because yeah, there are people out there that I want to target. I yeah. want them to listen to these stories right. where they normally would not. Right. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, bring cool. them together in a crowd with different types of people too right. when needed. Yeah. And so, how do you advertise this? Oh gosh, everything, <laughs> everything, everything. Yeah. But uh, mostly, we use social media. Yeah. Yeah. So people find out through Millennial. social media. <laughs> we also are our storytellers. Um, they usually have a really strong support base uh-huh. and people who just care about these issues, right? Yeah. Like the the story hours we brand by. Yeah. These three topics. Uh-huh. And so they're three very different topics. And if any yep. single one of the three interests you and you see it on Facebook, right. you'd be interested in attending. And then yep. you get to learn about a topic maybe you thought you were not that interested in and you do become interested exactly. in it. Exactly. So say like, you know, black lives really hits home to you and you feel a part of that community and you want to hear a story from that community or right. you have a friend to support. Well, you go to that story hour and you're going to hear a story on refugees and trans rights mm-hmm. as well. Right. And you might be surprised by what you hear. Yep. 
And you know what's exciting about Listen for a Change? Yeah, tell us. On top of everything else you guys are doing with going to San Francisco, Oakland, Harlem, you guys are having your first ever gala or gala. We keep going back and (laughs) forth on that. Gala, gala. Um, A night in bold, which is going to be the Wednesday after Thanksgiving. Yeah, the 29th of November. Yes. It is our inaugural gala. Y'all fancy. <laughs> like, they're having a gala, man. Like, that's fancy. No, it is going to be. I mean, I, I, I... I'm looking at the website. I, I still got to get my I'm not going to lie. Like, it's in a classed-out venue. Ooh. It's going to be overlooking San Francisco City Hall. We have yes. a classically trained yes. pianist who's going to play on the grand piano. Yes. Three-course chef-prepared dinner by the town kitchen. Yes. Served by uh, urban youth, like, specifically foster re-entry youth. Um, what else? We got three of our best stories this past year. We're going to yes. have encores of the three stories and the theme is purple. So you get to dress up as well. Yes. Purple is an awesome color. You're going to be there, right? What do you mean I'm going to be there? Aisha's of course, gonna of be course there. I'm going to so be there. Aisha's <laughs> going to be there and the actually, so I, of course she's going to be there. Aisha has her own table too. So every single storyteller <laughs> yeah, this past year Gets a table Woo! dedicated to their issue that they raised awareness for, awesome. and their nonprofit organization that they raised awareness for is invited as well. And five percent of the proceeds that we raise that night is going to go to all the organizations that are present. Yay! College check. So, I will get more money. <laughs> yeah, put our money where our mouth is. We say we raise money. We want to empower other nonprofits. We're going to do that at our very own fundraiser as there well. You go. There we go. That's where the money should be going. The entertainment and empowerment needs to go into the pockets of the community, not the pockets of the corporation. (laughs) Exactly. It needs to be like that. Preach it. Maybe I'm not speaking as a capitalist. (laughs) 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 They're going to come for me, y'all. They're going to come for me. That's, oh my gosh. So if people want to get tickets. Yeah. So they can go to our website, listenchange.org. So just two words, Mm listenchange.org. And it's called The Night in Bold. Um, It's coming up really soon. We have a ton of volunteers working really hard making this come together. It is going to be a stunner of an event. Uh, Really good food, open bar. Oh, we didn't mention open bar. And there's also a coupon code. Can I mention that here? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Get your coupon. Get your coupon. So $30 off. What? $30 off. Okay. It's a week of Thanksgiving. So I'm going to thank our listeners and tell them $30 off with coupon code LISTENREFER. So that's L I S T N R E F E R. I would hope people know how to spell that, but thank you for spelling that. Thank you. You are so thorough. You are an educator for that. Yeah. You got to make sure. I want people to get that $30 off. I'm a marketer for that. Yeah. I know. It's true. It's true. You got to make things simple. That's it. 100%. But I'm really excited to see you there and Damon. I'm going to bring you out. I'm going to bring you out because. I want to see you at a story hour next year. I know you got a story to. or two. I that's have a lot of stories. Yeah. Man, some stories to tell. I know. Tell your story, brother. I would love to. And yes. this is why you are just on this podcast because you just got so many stories to tell, and every single week we hear. I got a lot of stories. Yeah, we hear a few more stories from you. So. That's right. It's such an equal exchange in terms of like you as the storyteller, what it does for you on an individual growth level, and then what it does in terms of the people you're connecting with. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause even for me, like as a writer getting up there, I told the people, I was like, look, I could write a play and have different characters speak for me, but to get up here on this stage with one mic and to really tell y'all where I'm coming from, it's a whole other level. Yeah. Yeah. But 
liberating and it's bold. It's bold. It's and you know what I was thinking? We we kind of do the same thing. We, you and your podcast. We, we, yeah. Didn't you mention that? It's very similar. It's yeah. very similar. You are highlighting voices that are often unheard. You yeah. are bringing perspective. That's right. In you're changing how media is consumed, basically. Plant and that's what seeds, I'm trying man. to do, too. Yeah. Media is not just the news. It's not just celebrity. It's not just, you know, politicians. Media is each other. Media are, are these voices that we don't always hear. Yeah, and 100%. I think we're all looking to empower ourselves but more importantly empower the people that weren't influencing that you guys can do this too right. like right. all of us sitting here mm-hmm. at one point like a year ago like i want to do this right all right and now so we're doing it we're doing it y'all can do it too man i should and i have regular meetings we oh, we yeah. sit down at happy hour and we talk about, <laughs> we talk about everything. Project. yeah i mean these projects really and damien you gotta join us on these oh, happy absolutely. hours too yeah absolutely yeah, we get some good deals on wine. Yes. We sit around and we talk about yeah. life and love and everything, projects and everything, man. You can record those kinds everyone, of things. I recommend everyone have at least <laughs> one thought partner in their life oh, for that sure. they regularly mm. sit down with over drinks or mm. tea or coffee or whatever, what desserts, you whatever you mm-hmm. yeah, whatever your jam is and yeah. and just to to vibe on life. Yes. You definitely come back on the show. Good people. I'm gonna be here every week. Right? You hear me on the mic or not? I'm gonna be in that corner. I'm gonna be like creeping in the corner. Michael, you know what happened? There's no oh. visuals. There's no visuals. Oh, did we not acknowledge them? You we know, did. Sometimes when you get, you know, like an athlete gets injured. <laughs> Much love, Mike. I'm not here to do that. I'm sorry, man. All, no yeah, nothing but respect. Michael, we miss you. And as Asia has stated, <laughs> Asia said that Michael has the most authentically black voice. So with the yes. authentically you black voice, Come on. we're not going to get I don't you. have an authentic black voice. <laughs> this is podcast, yeah. but people can probably hear it in my voice. I'm not black. So tell the people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The whole conversation about blackness. That's coming up, too. We were saying we could do a whole- our next episode. <laughs> Isn't that the next one? It is. That's the next it one, is right? the next one. Lord, da, 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 that's going to turn into a whole thing. But tell the people one more time where they can get in contact with you, Ty, in terms for Listen for Yeah, change. so the best way is listenchange.org. You can find, uh, you can email us. You can look at some past videos. Yes. Yeah, so Aisha's video is actually up there. You can click on the yeah. media button. Is it really? I didn't yeah. know that. Why didn't you tell me that? <laughs> Black Love Matters. I should have watched that. Or you could just go on YouTube and <laughs> literally search Aisha Tripp. And that's the first thing that will come up. The so. funny thing, the uh, what? I should have listened. I should have watched that in preparation for this show tonight. Yeah. Oh, what's like, okay. I was sitting here, you guys were talking about. I was like, I don't know what talking about. I'm, like it sounds great. Yeah, it sounds cool. Well, it. the funny thing I is, I could have watched this and seen your. Oh, come on. Nah, yeah. the funny. Not everyone th- can watch it. The funny thing is, I'm I'm reflecting back on the two times I told a story and the two times I've hosted. None of my close people were there. And not because, like, I didn't really tell anybody like that. Not like my Did close people. Did you do that people. intentionally? I think it was subconsciously and consciously. I think it was a mixture of, like, oh, it people are busy. It is easier to tell a story to strangers. Yeah, It's sure. like, the people, they know you. Yeah. They're going to be like. Yeah, they might call <laughs> you. I was, I was there for that. Yeah. yeah. That's not how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> fact check. Fact check. Tell the people the truth. The, the facts are real. It's just kind of like. I don't really know how to put your thumb on it. Maybe it's just already the it's nerves. It's really just... hard to tell a story to people that you know. Yeah. I have to. I'm telling a story at nine bold, and 
all my closest friends and family are going to be yeah. there. And it's really tough because you're going into a very vulnerable space mm -hmm. with people that you have shielded this truth from. And whereas mm. strangers don't have anything else to judge you on other than the story, right. right? People who know you come in with all these expectations and like of who you are as a person and your character. And so there's a lot weighing on that. I, I never thought about it like that. I yeah. guess I just always took it as like, this is already going to be a lot to like state, but the things that like the stories I told, the people close to me know them. Yeah. I think I'm, maybe I'm thinking like people looking at me like, dang, she did that. Like, dang, like you know what, right. know what I mean? Like, oh, was mad. You went there. She went there. Yo, she went there. I thought that was just like one of the conversations. But anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. to say it is on YouTube. So even though I should didn't invite anybody. <laughs> Now she tell, is publicly telling the world that you can watch it on YouTube. Oh, it's nice. Oh, gosh. Okay. It's called Black Love Matters. And it I feel like the story with my story. dad. As we speak. We'll release that eventually. Okay. Yeah. We'll go back in the podcast okay. room and we'll, we'll do We're going to record the story. Interview. In the future, um, Ty's talking about recording the stories for people to listen to. Yeah. So. yeah. But yes. Right. Thank you, Ty, for talking about no, Listen for a Change. And we're going to go to the last segment of the show because we are running quite at time, but it's been a long evening, but we're pushing through, y'all. We're pushing through. And the last part of our show, as you guys always know, it's still my favorite part of the show, even though I love all the parts. Reading is good for the soil. You guys, I got to say this every show, just to make sure that people know this. At one point in our country, it was illegal for black people to read. Let that simmer. There's so much in a book. There's so much power, knowledge, read a book, y'all. Read a book. Just got to say it like that. So yes, each episode, we take the moment to highlight a different book. You guys can't see this book, but I'm waving it in front of the mic. So maybe you feel its vibes. Yes, you do. Yeah, feel the vibes. Um, for you guys to check out and listen. We got a video today. Oh, we Here do. Yeah. Um, Damon, but today you're going to acknowledge an album. Correct? Or? Uh, yeah. yeah. Did you want me to go first or did I? Please. Okay. Actually, no, nah, I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> for some reason, I kind of felt like you need to go first because I kind of wanted a little break. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a break. Okay. So um, before I do that, I want to preview the book that I wanted to uh, highlight tonight, but I didn't bring it with me. And I want to make sure that when I do highlight this book that I do it correctly because uh, this summer, my cousin who is currently incarcerated called me and said, I got this guy that is an author, he's writing a book and he needs help uh, like with a book cover and like getting his book out there. Right? Wow. So I got connected with this guy, I went back and forth with him a little bit, I, I bought his book and I started to read it and this guy obviously is also incarcerated right now, I don't know for how long or for what, but um, he wrote this book and I started to read it and I'm like, wow, like this type of talent is currently incarcerated for whatever. I don't know if it's, mm. I don't know why he's in there or whatever, but the fact of the matter is, is that for one, a story can come from anywhere. Yes. Right? And there's so much talent that we don't get to see on a daily mm. basis. And there's so many stories. And you think about a person who's in prison. I mean, I don't know what he did. I don't know what lifestyle he lived. But when I started to read the book, I got a, I got a, a better idea of, where he was coming from. Mm. Um, but like I said, I'm going to talk about that in the next uh, okay. podcast. Okay, I'm excited for that. But yeah, mm. so uh, stay tuned for that. <laughs> but, 
album that I want to highlight today Amy is, keeps us up on the album. Uh, from a gentleman who I've been waiting to release an album for a lot of years, along with a lot of people. And his name is Sci High the Prince. And mm-hmm. his album is called No Dope on Sundays. And what I really, he's, he's from Atlanta. He's uh, part of Good Music, which is Kanye West's record label. Um, and uh, he is an extremely talented lyricist, for one. Um, but the message that he is bringing in this album is just so powerful because uh, he's speaking speaking to the streets of where he came from, which is Atlanta. Um, and the way that he speaks to his culture at the same time of referencing like uh, a lot of Christian references, a lot of biblical references in the music mm. and like, the way that he blended that together, which is so dope. And I mm. think that it's a very powerful album, just like the Big Crit album that I highlighted last time. It's a very powerful album for anybody, not just yeah. hip-hop fans, not just people who relate to that particular lifestyle, mm. but for anyone to just get that perspective. And I think that the way that he did it was not only creative, but it was, uh, <laughs> it was, it was just good. You know what I mean? And I think that you would enjoy it. So, so hi to Prince. Note up on Sundays. I love the nice. fact that you're um, acknowledging albums because we talked about this too. Because albums within itself are written work that are performed, right? And they're yeah. spreading a positive educational message too. Yeah. And you could read the lyrics. I love to read the lyrics, yeah. especially because yeah. I be messing up lyrics. So I need to. <laughs> and um, him in particular. Yeah. He's lyrically incredible. Mm. Spells Prince with a Y, y'all. Sci High the Prince. Yeah. I just want to acknowledge, Damon, that the last two rappers you've acknowledged have been Virgos. This man's a Virgo. So you okay, right? <laughs> like, you on the That's front. how he chooses his music. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to and tell you. And he's an 84 baby. I don't know what to tell you. Does that mean oh, you're going to come out with an album and a book? We'll see. Damon got Damon got flows. That's a yes. That angel came down That's verse. A yes. Oh. That's a yes. <laughs> Throw me. I don't know where life is going to take me. Hey, that's great. I'm open to it. Life's going to take you nothing but greatness. It only it only goes up. That's right. Only goes up. That's right. I love it. I'm gonna check it out. And I let now is another album I have to listen to. So I yep. appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, this oh, looks good. Sidell's his Sidell Young. <laughs> his real that's his that's government name. His born name. Sidell. <laughs> I would have been too. <laughs> <laughs> the Prince with a Y. Prince are high. Um, so the book I'm gonna highlight, just to kind of give you guys a little insight before I go into it. Um earlier this week I, I did I kinda had a, a troubled week earlier this week. Um I, I was sick, I had a lot going on. Um and even though we released the podcast, um, I was getting a little self conscious. I was starting to think me and Damon kind of talked on this briefly about like what are people going to think? And what's this mean? And my mind went even further in terms of like, dang, do I come off as a girl who just does all these random projects or are people just looking at me like she's a joke or something like all these lies that I know aren't true, but you know, sometimes like whatever tries to like get the best of you. Right. And I had to kind of go back. There are a lot of different things that will bring me back to my passion, my purpose, and to block out the negativity. It could be my grandma. It could be talks with my dad. It could be reading a Berenstein Bear book. It's a lot of different (laughs) things, you know, you could pick from. But I went back to the first book that I read in grad school. And when I enrolled at UW-Madison back in 2012, that was a journey within itself where I 
applied to Northwestern, got rejected, had to reapply myself, put myself out there again, got into this program, full scholarship. Those four years in the Midwest changed my life. Mm. And the first book that I read was in my Harlem Renaissance course. Shout out to Shireen Sherrard, professor, um, black woman, writer, very kids, like doing everything. I'm like, oh, you can do this. Oh my gosh, like it's possible. And the book that we read was called The Marrow of Tradition by Charles W. Chestnut. And the reason why I'm highlighting this book um, is because this book is awesome. And it's also a book that a lot of people don't know about. And me and Michael were actually talking about how within our educational system, there's certain books that we read and we're like, who picks these books and why don't certain authors get highlighted? But this book within itself is about, it's a fictional book about a small town in North Carolina. And it's um, the post reconstruction era after slavery. Mm -hmm. And the whole idea is about the people in this town having to reestablish their life after slavery and breaking that tradition Mm -hmm. and how just because you are set physically free does not mean you are set mentally free Mm -hmm. and how those traditions really take a lot to break. And I remember when I was reading it, I was like, whoa, this is still going on right now in our country. Like, and at that time I was making notes about the tea party because it was like 2012 or whatever like that. Like the whole reference, like take our country back. These people were saying that, too, in this book. Yeah. And the author of this book, Charles W. Chestnut, who um, was a leading writer during the Harlem Renaissance, also was um, an activist. And during the time of this book was released was also during the time when the film Birth of a Nation was released. Mm. And I'm not talking about the um, Nate Parker Birth of a Nation. Mm-hmm. I'm talking the about original. the yeah, yeah. D.W. Griffin Um the, the original film, which highlights the Ku Klux Klan as the victors and the heroes, and it's highlighting black men as demonic, as brutes, as vigilantes. And this film itself, when it first was released, was um, played at the White House. And um, Charles Chestnut and other writers at that time led a boycott against that film. And I remember when we read this book in um, grad school, the conversation it sparked, the paper I had to write on it, it really just inspired me. And it gave me the idea, which I have a lot of ideas I still need to complete. But that's when I started thinking, oh, I really want to take certain written books and bring them onto stage. I have yet to do that as a writer. So it's a goal of mine. And I really want to do that with this book. Because I really think that there's a lot of um, historical lessons that are important to recognize in terms of where we came from and also like it's what's affecting us right now. Um, and I would say too, it reads a little at times cause there's a lot of like Southern dialect. So at times it can be kind of hard to read, but you get the story. Um, and it's a great book and it's awesome. And I would definitely recommend it. Charles W. Chestnut, the marrow of tradition. And like I said, the reason why I brought it up, like I said earlier this week, I was going through a lot of personal stuff. So mm-hmm. I needed to get recentered and I was like, all right, get back to some things and nice. books books do that for me yeah so yeah, yeah for sure so like i said a lot <laughs> they're flipping through the book y'all like nice. that sound yeah. of the, when the book flips y'all can you hear that i love that yeah yeah remember like when your teacher would be like the cover showing the cover around and they'd be like yeah <laughs> <laughs> We should have story story hours yeah. with Aisha where she yeah. just reads from a book. I would listen to that. <laughs> Look, I wrote that bad white man. <laughs> Her notes on here. You can't see this, oh, but it literally says bad white man. 
in Wait, her what, close so reading notes. What do you have highlighted? What's the paragraph that you have highlighted? It says, I am here, sir, replied Dr. Burns with spirit, to perform a certain operation. Since I assume the responsibility, the case must be under my, my entire control. Otherwise, I cannot operate. You got to understand the drama that's going on in terms of with these characters and the politics and dynamics to really understand what, like, why that's problematic without me giving too much away. So mm. check it out. The Marrow of Tradition. Yeah, Look up good. Charles W. Chestnut. And shout out to Shereen Sherrar, UW Madison. Yeah. yeah. I'm stepping off. I'm watching an episode of uh, Different World. When they were all stepping in, I was like, oh, get it, get it, get it. <laughs> we're towards the end of the show. It's been a long evening, and we got work tomorrow. Yeah, yeah we, Damon, work. Damon, Damon over here, he got his eyes closed. Again. You had a Damon's long day. On the microphone right now. I'm going to pray that We've you get some peaceful day. sleep. You need some sleep, too. No, Fresh. I'm on India day, time right his now. His day has been much longer than mine has. It is, India's like. 12 hours of the opposite. This man came from India. Three photo shoots podcast. You had your photo shoot today. Mm-hmm. Weekend. Children. Life. Yeah. Unpacking. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. You just moved. I, was, I guess I was and the so, only one chilling. And my, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what okay. chilling is. I couldn't tell you the last time I was chilling. Dang, man. I can't tell you. He's chilling right now. You can't see it, but he looks pretty chill. I t- this is it. Actually, that's a good <laughs> yeah. point. Thank you. This is about as chill as I've been in yeah. like, Right, I'm going to send y'all my chill vibes because I took two days off just to, I was sick on Friday. I got my nails done on Saturday. Self-care. I slept today. I Have made you some... talked about that yet? Self-care. Nice. Uh-huh. Ooh, that's a good topic. So many topics, y'all. Yeah. That's kind of like that internal wokeness thing, but it's Taking it to little, that level. it takes it a little step further. Right. So we're going to wrap up. We always wrap up with just one word of the day that we follow up on our Instagram page. If you haven't followed us on Instagram, you can, the Seed You So. We also have our Facebook Um, We're on iTunes and SoundCloud. But what's one word that you guys would like to leave with our listeners in terms of for today's um, overall episode? Millennial. (laughs) I'm going to make that our seed of the week. (laughs) Mine would be listen. Hmm. I like that. Mine's going to be, this is a lot of random words today. We can make a sentence out of this, but I'm going to go with humanity. I don't know if y'all understand now make it a sentence. Listen, <laughs> millennial. Have some humanity. <laughs> <laughs> yes! I agree. Yeah, that millennial was good. Humanity. humanity. Yes! We're, oh, our humanity is so important, you guys. Yes. Compassion, care, love, all that good stuff. But yes, we are the Seed You So podcast. Yes. I'm Aisha. Sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> That's Damon. This is Ty. Thanks for tuning in with us. We'll be back. We'll be back. Sorry, look at me. We'll be back. We'll be back Slurring. next week. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stay blessed, y'all. Love you. <laughs>